It's Monday. It's not the Ides of March, but it's close. And the word of the day is pill garlic, which means a balding or bald-headed man often looked upon with contempt and mockery. Apparently, we look like peeled garlic. That's Dude. really where it comes from. Hmm. This is our N-word. Very offensive. Right. And it is okay to maul kids with bears if they say it, unless <laughs> they have like a lot of bald friends and they pronounce it pilgar lock. <laughs> that, is, that is our word, too. <laughs> um, no illusions. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On episode 33, the 2016 presidential election will ramp up its efforts to ensure that no matter what happens in 2020, it's going to bore the shit out of us. It's been four days since the GOP debate started, and Ben Carson still hasn't been allowed to speak yet. <laughs> but he's just standing at a podium there squeezing imaginary boobs still. <laughs> Abortion doctors will consider putting googly eyes on all their instruments just so that the doomed little zygote will think it made a friend. <laughs> and Christian God gets beat up by a lion. But first, the roundup. On the newswire tonight, ISIS upped the ante a bad guy item last week when they fired mortars containing an unidentified chemical agent into a city in Iraq that's hard to pronounce whilst talking fast. The attack killed one person and injured another 600, though the death toll would likely have been a lot higher had it not been for those meddling kids. <laughs> Pulls off the gas mask. It was old man Hussein from the outskirts of town. <laughs> Moving over to astronomy. Based on observation of photons that started traveling a long time ago, Researchers working with the Hubble Space Telescope found a galaxy that they're describing as, quote, far, far away. Huh. At least 15 people were killed on Friday by flooding in mudslides around Sao Paulo, Brazil, because the Zika virus wasn't enough to problem of evil the Brazilians out of their Catholicism. Come on, guys. Real <laughs> Baptist God is clearly trying to make a point. Uh, at least they did well when they hosted the World Cup. So, upshot. And speaking of tragic deaths... Former First Lady Nancy Reagan passed away last week at the age of 94. She'll be remembered for her Just Say No campaign and her large role in the highly successful War on Drugs, which I believe we have now won. I'm burning those fuckers to death. Yeah. <laughs> she was worth six points, by the way. May she rest oh, in peace. Oh, there it is. The low score. I was waiting for the tragic part this whole time, but there it was yeah. right at the end. Bad pick. North Korean imperial man-baby Kim Jong-un has ordered his military to conduct more tests of nuclear weapons last week because otherwise nobody will talk about him. In related news, the Supreme Leader appears to be totally unfazed by North Korea's exclusion from the TPP deal. According to the CIA, in order to maintain a strong export business, he's currently producing... Tiny little warheads to sell on Etsy. Oh, <laughs> they're adorable. Very cute. At least 10 people were killed when Taliban militants attacked government offices in the Helmand province of Afghanistan. According to witnesses, Afghanistan is a miserable shithole and it always will be. <laughs> it's those damn Iranian immigrants taking their jobs. Is that it? Need to build a wall. And speaking of talking Shiite, the Arab League has declared that the Hezbollah group of terrorists is now officially considered a terrorist group. Huh. In related news, preliminary results from that same investigation suggest that shit is very likely to happen. <laughs> yeah, right. And if you're about to let out a little sigh of relief here, I should caution you that the majority Sunni League is desperately trying to make it seem like there's as many crazy Shiite groups <laughs> as there are crazy Sunni groups. They're yeah. looking for them under rocks at this point. Shiite happens. Not a moment too Sunni. Sunni. To do Moving over to Egypt. Lawmakers in Cairo are considering a bill that would make it illegal to cover your entire face with fabric in public situations where it would be ridiculous to deal with someone whose entire face is covered with fabric. Mm -hmm. This comes on the heels of a positive reaction to a similar new law 
passed last month that says patients should be able to hear the words when doctors and nurses speak to them. (laughs) Reading the writing would be nice, too. That'd be a nice shift. (laughs) Concerned that the Flint water crisis would allow Michigan to inch ahead of their coveted preeminence in the shittiest state rankings, New Jersey poisoned a number of public school children with elevated levels of lead in their drinking fountains. The state EPA shut down water fountains in at least 30 schools, proving once again that the real problem is those damn regulators. And speaking of Big Brother taking away our poison beverages, Michael Bloomberg announced last week that he will not be Ralph Nadering the Democrats by running for president as an independent. He didn't use these exact words at the press conference, but the decision was made mostly because, uh, holy fuck, you idiots are really going to go with Trump. Right? The Sun decided to be a total dick about eclipsing again last week, this time deciding that Indonesia was more deserving of a cool sun thing than me. Mother, <laughs> I hate the fucking sun. Amen, brother. We need a fucking vapor canopy. Hell about yeah. About time. <laughs> In election news, former partial term governor of Alaska and failed vice presidential candidate Sarah Palin made headlines last week when she suggested that Ted Cruz is nothing but a partial term senator and failed presidential <laughs> candidate. And based on her extensive research of the entire printed media, she's backing Donald Trump instead. Well, there you go. She's right. I mean, it's not often that Sarah Palin is right. It's like the clock <laughs> that loses one minute every day. Anyway, the U.S. entered negotiations with Australia last week with the aim of stationing long-range U.S. bombers a little closer to China. The lead diplomat in the U.S. delegation seems confident that Australia will agree to the request, explaining, quote, we could literally rape every single person here, man, woman, and child, and they would still let us park our fucking bombers. Are you fucking kidding? Have you seen China? Those motherfuckers are terrifying. End quote. If only someone knew how to beat them in trade. Maybe America could finally be great again. Moving over to men's rights news. As usual, in the typical sexist fashion we've come to expect as men, another International Women's Day went by without any recognition of the fact that we need affirmative action to get more female victims of sexual assault into the jail system. There you go. Inmates before outmates. Bro power. Somebody had to say a lot of people that are going to think that was serious. A commuter train derailed in the San Francisco Bay Area last Monday, injuring 14 people. This accident has led many national pundits to suggest upgrading the status of our nation's infrastructure from crumbling to gangrenous. (laughs) Thomas Smith pointed this out on Facebook the other day. Can we use a different fucking verka to be dilapidated or something? Just not crumbling anymore for fuck's sake. Crumbling sounds too dry. It's oozier than a crumble. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. Be more specific. (laughs) And finally. According to Twitter, where I get my news, apparently, (laughs) the government of Turkey is requesting membership into the European Union. The tweet said, dear at the EU for reals, our refugee camps alone have a higher GDP than Greece. What's up? Hashtag Ireland kind of shitting the bed, too. Just saying. Let us know. Love. At Turkey the country. Yeah, you don't want to get at Turkey the bacon. Totally different dude. (laughs) We'll have more on this week's top stories coming up in headlines. But first, the little piano bump, actually, because then it's going to be straight to headlines this week. Joining me for headlines tonight is fellow skeptic rat, No Illusions. Noah, March Madness is here. Yes, it is. Have you filled out the perfect bracket this year? Oh, oh, well, okay, so the odds are one in 2.4 trillion, right. but I filled out three brackets oh, this that's, year. That's so, much yeah, better. Yeah, pretty sure the math is on my side. <laughs> I've got Yale going all the way this year. <laughs> so before we get to our first headline, let's see what's happening on Twitter. Trending this week was hashtag redneck a book. 
Would you like the player pass? Oh, I got this. How about great expectorations? <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Ding. All right. What about uh, Oedipus Rex, his sister, too? <laughs> hey, that one's a pop-up, and it's underrated. <laughs> yeah. The inbred badge of courage. Yeah, there you go. And this week's random stranger winner was at Chris Lilly, who had... True grits. So well played, Chris. Well done. The true grits are underrated too. I'm, <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. In our lead story tonight, the GOP presidential field headed to Miami, Florida last week for the twelfth in their ongoing series of thirteen primary debates heading into the twenty sixteen election. Lucky thirteen. And after several months of jostling and awkward skin chafing, no doubt, the clown car is down to four passengers. Marco Rubio, John Kasich, Ted Cruz, and Donald Trump. Which is a lot more manageable, albeit still amusing and terrifying to similar extents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just in case you haven't been following the delegate count, Trump has a big lead and has it pretty much locked up based on current polling of the remaining states. So this is nuclear option territory at this point for the GOP establishment. If they had an option, I mean, they've got nothing. (laughs) They're they're, they're rolling out Mitt Romney and John McCain to explain (laughs) why Trump is Mussolini at this point. Because who better to speak to disaffected GOP voters who don't think that the establishment knows how to pick a presidential candidate? What are you (laughs) fucking thinking here? And then you got got turncoats like Chris Christie donating his back hair to Trump's scalp tribble or whatever. I mean... (laughs) I think they're only holding off on the nuclear option because they can't wrap their lips around the missile silo at this point. (laughs) Yeah, so given the uh, Trump situation and based on the tone of the past few debates, it seemed like this would be one of the last chances for Cruz, Rubio, and Kasich to combine into Republican Megabot and attack Donald Trump. (laughs) But nothing like that happened. In fact, in a strange twist, the entire field decided, I guess it was... Time to be classy and dignified all of a sudden. Well, occasionally. Well, I mean, not with their opinions, Oh, of okay, yeah, yeah, right, right. Many of yeah, those exactly. remain highly objectionable. <laughs> but everyone pretty much stayed away from personal insults. It was really weird, actually. Um, would you like to hear a few highlights? I- well, I mean, now that you gave us that depressing fuck off introduction, not really, <laughs> right. but I imagine you already have some stuff prepared, so yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do that. Uh, actually, I was hoping you'd say no. But <laughs> now that you put me on the spot, um, I guess I think it's important from a psychoanalytic perspective anyway to talk about how all the politeness made donald trump very uncomfortable he's extremely uncomfortable on stage with this he looked like the bully kid trying to sit through math class on the day he forgot his ritalin or something he's sweating he starts twitching a little eventually he's just making out but why are we all so nice why are we all being so nice what the fuck (laughs) panic in his eyes so uh that was fun to watch from the hyperactive sociopathic Front runner. See, I, I can never tell when Donald Trump twitches because every time they show him on screen, I twitch, so it like cancels out the twitching <laughs> frequency. But but you could tell he was writing like he's a cunt in ever larger letters on the podium and shit, like yeah. that chick from uh, that I never, I'll never tell chick. <laughs> and uh, also, um, not that this guy really matters for president anymore, but Marco Rubio continues to be grossly ignorant. He said that there's. Literally nothing the government can do to reduce global warming because countries like China and India continue polluting. 
But yeah. But so maybe humans are causing climate change, but not American humans. <laughs> right. Not American humans. Yeah. What the fuck? And again, Rubio's pretty much out of the race now, but he's still a fucking senator. That's still yeah, scary. Yeah, but not for long. He's got to give that that's, shit yeah, up. That's true. Gambled it all on his presidential bid, and now he's Did got not nothing. Work out. And I mean, whatever. He's got name recognition now, so he could run for some other office in Florida. But come on, at the rate global warming is going, how much longer is Florida really going to be there? <laughs> just yeah, just ask Louisiana if you can find it. Right. <laughs> And, uh, of course, let's see, uh, Ted Cruz's face was there, too. <laughs> and uh, he did his best to point out that he's not mathematically eliminated yet. So uh, that was exciting for his voting base. Yeah. Also, uh, there was a moment of consensus when it came to the issue of torture. But not in a good way. No. Uh, everyone seemed to agree that all the, the red tape right now really infringes upon the rights of the torturer. Uh, yeah, I guess it's good when you can find some common ground. Uh, well, so, well nice. and also, like, because streamlining torture is the only thing that Ted Cruz's face would ever look naturally inclined to talk about. So <laughs> there was at least that. We at least got to see what that face looks right during. Put the whole field in their element, kind of. And uh, one final moment worth noting was when CNN's moderator, Jake Tapper, decided to give Trump another super easy softball question, just like a week earlier, when he asked Trump for a thumbs up or thumbs down on the KKK, Trump gave neither, by the way. Uh, no, uh, no. I believe his answer was the Tigris and Euphrates. <laughs> right. So, so this time the question was, do you really think all 1.6 billion of the Muslims in the world hate us? And uh, his answer was, yeah, probably most. Of them. <laughs> and I'm working hard on making that more and more accurate. Right. No yeah. shit. So that guy is going to get the GOP nomination. America. And in more campaign in the ass news tonight, we can expect a nearly imperceptible decrease in the number of future debate questions directed to Ben Carson as he's now caught up with the rest of humanity and realized that he's no longer in the race. <laughs> Soon after announcing his departure, he appeared at a Donald Trump press event where he ceremonially severed his left pinky toe and placed it in Trump's nemesis cauldron to <laughs> mingle around with a pound of Chris Christie's flesh, Mike Huckabee's kidney, Rand Paul's scalp, Scott Walker's left eye, Carly Fiorina's clit, the, the left one, Rick Santorum's sphincter, and Jeb Bush's testicles. Which, a left and a right? It, it, on her, yeah, yeah, it's wow. weird. It's weird. This leaves only Rubio, Kasich, Cruz, and the man who lives under Donald Trump's toupee still in the race, of course, <laughs> and I'm guessing that that information is going to be outdated in about 48 hours. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much all he needs before he can start summoning demons is the foreskin off Ted Cruz's face. <laughs> He's all set. <laughs> Some, Virginal semen from Marco Rubio. That maybe. explains so much. Well, an honest assessment at this point all but guarantees Trump the nomination. The GOP establishment is still holding out hope that Kasich and Rubio could each take their winner-take-all home states and thus force a brokered convention that could see anybody but Trump still take the nomination. Of course, that would require Kasich to overcome a two-and-a-half-point Trump lead in the polls, which could happen, and Rubio to overcome a 16-point lead, <laughs> right. which, I'm sorry, despite the momentum of his strong showing in Puerto Rico, can't happen. <laughs> And of course, even if all of that somehow did happen, Trump was still going to go to the convention with a commanding delegate lead. So at this point, I think the GOP was just protecting gun rights so they wouldn't have to learn how to tie a noose. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I don't think the country would blame them if they just like called timeout do-over. So right. Yes. Picked somebody different because they felt like it. I don't know, somebody electable like Sheldon Adelson, <laughs> you know, a, a successful casino owner Yeah, and, and, and likable. 
like Sheldon Adelson. Yeah, 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 there you go. And as action-packed and survival of humanity threatening as the GOP side of the race is, it's easy to ignore the shakeup happening on the Democratic side, mostly because it really doesn't change the inevitability of Clinton's nomination. That being said, the surprising and pollster-humiliating win that Bernie pulled off in Michigan certainly has the Clinton camp concerned. Despite a nearly 20-point lead in the polls, Sanders managed a narrow victory in what some are calling the greatest failing of political polling in modern history. Yeah, since Carlos Danger, anyway. Yeah, if Bernie keeps this election going much longer, he's going to need to contact a physician. Right? Very, <laughs> very impressive polling gap for a guy who's 74 years old. No shit. I think he, he, he might be on performance-enhancing drugs. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out. Now, obviously, a lot of Bernie supporters have taken this as signs of life for a campaign that many in the media had already written off, full disclosure myself included. Of course, it's probably worth noting that it netted Sanders a whopping seven-delegate advantage in the state, and even if he won every state from here on out by the same margin, it wouldn't be enough to erase Clinton's already commanding lead. What's more, the Democrats don't have any of these big winner-take-all states that could cause a major swing in the delicate count at this point. So, like, yeah, I mean, her victory is no less inevitable, but it's certainly going to be less impressive. That being said, the other side is going to have Trump, (laughs) so the Dems could nominate (laughs) Francis Underwood, and it wouldn't fucking matter at this point. Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) And in Batteries Now Included news... Based on a recent string of physical violence against protesters at Donald Trump campaign rallies and a recent string of endorsements from known hate groups and a recent string of his words and actions, based on all that stuff, it seems like Donald Trump would not be the ideal presidential candidate. The hell you say. But uh, that doesn't mean he can't be best in breed for the GOP. (laughs) He keeps his mane nice and shiny. So that's what he's doing. And just to be sure he doesn't slip in the polls with that GOP base, Trump decided to double down and continue endorsing the violence at his events. He fucking did. And see, this is like the debt ceiling thing, right? It doesn't matter that he's going to lose in the general because America's credit rating is going to get downgraded one way or the other. Like, (laughs) like, like like, these assholes can't even lose an election competently anymore. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, this, uh, latest example of Trump rally violence. As of this writing, anyway. Right quick. (laughs) It occurred at an event in North Carolina last week where a now viral video shows a Trump supporter named John McGraw sucker punching a protester named Rakeem Jones, who was being escorted outside by police. And it didn't help that the police then immediately swarmed on Jones, the guy who got punched, Mm -hmm. completely ignoring the assailant who went back to his seat and watched the rest of the event. Also didn't help that uh, Mr. McGraw is a racist old white guy dressed like Woody from Toy Story (laughs) and that Mr. Jones is a black guy who has arms and legs, Yeah, which is the approximate profile situation for several of these incidents. Yeah, dressed like Woody from Toy Story pretty much wraps up the uh, Trump supporter. (laughs) But to be fair, this time the assailant wasn't Trump's campaign manager, so they're getting better. (laughs) Baby steps. We're moving up. And uh, by the way, just to be sure he would get the maximum penalty at his trial for assault and battery, Mr. McGraw decided to do an interview with Inside Edition after the event, during which he accidentally recorded a legal confession amidst his uh, little racist rant. Mm -hmm. He even included a death threat in there, you know, just in case the clearly filmed felony assault charges don't stick. Well, now, but in his defense, McGraw explained his motives, too. So according to McGraw, Jones might have been a member of ISIS and wasn't (laughs) acting like an American. So it's the protesters' own fault for not looking white. (laughs) Yeah, so... 
Here's the thing, though. In fairness to Donald Trump, there's always going to be a few stupid people in every crowd that might cause violence. But in fairness to Hillary Clinton, for example, um, so far, zero black people got beat up by white people at her events. <laughs> right. And also, if that did happen somehow, she'd probably say, uh, I'm against that. Please stop hitting black people at my events. And the other people. Just no more hitting people at my events. That's perfect. But uh, Trump did the opposite. He did. He did. And that's really, honestly, I feel like that's all Hillary's going to have to say at this <laughs> right. point to win this election is I'm against white people hitting black people in crowds. They could just <laughs> auto retweet everything that Trump said for the next couple of months and, and, and just spend their time in the Cayman Islands, I would think. That would or, maybe I, be I best. Would hope. <laughs> so with more on this story, we turn to roving reporter Lucinda Lusions, who is live at a Trump rally in Doral, Florida. Lucinda, how are things looking there? Calm for the moment, Heath, but it's anybody's guess how long that'll last. Sorry, uh, Lucinda, we, we seem to be having some trouble with your audio. And that's because I'm swinging my microphone like a set of nunchucks, Heath. Uh, okay, uh, can you stop doing that? Because it's going to be really annoying for people to listen to that. I'm sorry, Heath, but I'm a liberal at a Trump rally with a Hispanic name on her press credentials. I really can't afford to yeah. dedicate a hand to anything that isn't weaponized. Gotcha. Uh, could you maybe... Set the mic down on something and use something else for the melee purposes. Just okay. any other object. Good call. Good call. Hold, hold on just a second. Uh, Lucinda, is that a chainsaw? You bet your ass it is. He. Okay. Uh, I don't mean to be a contrarian, but that's gonna fuck up the audio too. It's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, hold on a second. Um, is that a lawnmower now? <laughs> you, you used to be a Yahi, but, but I mounted the blade horizontally on the end of my AK-47. <laughs> okay, that, that seems kind of impractical. Well, it, it is a little heavy, but it slices through bone like a Ginsu knife goes through a tin can, man. No, no, I, I meant for recording purposes again, for audio. Fine, fine. Uh... Lucinda, is that a... a uh, laser bayonet, Heath. That also on the AK. Um, you want to maybe do this interview another time? Assuming I make it out of here alive, sure. Great. Well, we appreciate your vigilance, Lucinda. I prefer Imperator Lucinda Rosa, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Thank you, Imperator Lucinda Rosa. And in futile fetal fiddle-faddle news tonight, Republicans in Iowa took an uncharacteristic step forward in the field of social justice last week when they proposed a bill that would finally expand hate crime protections to the previously overlooked class of zygotic Americans. The <laughs> actual proposal that I did not make up comes to us from State Senator Jake Chapman, who attached an amendment to a bill protecting transgender people that would make abortion a hate crime. The, not just illegal— related. <laughs> but hate crime what? illegal. Like, if the fetus is black or gay, <laughs> or all the fetuses. Because you should be able to kill a white hetero fetus without worrying about being labeled a bigot. That, <laughs> right? It's just crazy otherwise. Yes, well, I think this is crazy. Yeah, so l let's back up a bit. Okay, so the, the Democratic majority in Iowa Senate passed a bill that would expand legal protection for transgender people by classifying gender identity and gender expression as an immutable characteristic. And however you feel about hate crime laws, this is a good thing. This is a good legislative thing. Hell, it was so good that the Democrats even managed to peel away an entire one Republican to vote that transgender isn't 
just a phase or whatever the hell the law thinks it is now. And as revenge for this, this Chapman asshole tries to tack on an amendment that says, well, if you get to make trannies into people, we get blastulous, damn it. (laughs) And finally tonight, in Faith Comes Back to Bite You in the Ass News, self-proclaimed religious prophet Alec Dewane of the Zion Christian Church in South Africa had his ass partially removed by a lion (laughs) while exploring Kruger National Park with a group of his parishioners last week. He did. And uh, you know how there's a perfectly good reason, perfectly good reason for plenty of ass maulings from lions? Yeah, well, this is not one of those times. This was a faith-based ass mauling from a lion. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, if you're keeping a score at home, that's another point for faith and still... Zero points for doubt-based <laughs> ass maulings from lions. When you get rid of lig- religion, what will you replace it with? How will people get their asses <laughs> mauled by lions? I, the, the Christian persecution fetish has finally gotten so bad they're just feeding themselves to lions. <laughs> I knew it was going to come to this eventually, but it still saddens me. So uh, here's what happened. According to several witnesses, Mr. Duane claimed to be in communication with God, went into a trance, started speaking in tongues, and then proceeded to run toward a group of lions while they were in the middle of eating an antelope. Guess how this happened. At which point the lions ran at him. He turned around and ran away. <laughs> he got caught because he's slower than a lion. <laughs> and one of them tore about half of his ass off with a claw swipe. And then finally a park ranger saw what was happening and fired a gun in the air that scared off the lions. Right. Yeah. Duane was then rushed to a hospital where he got his ass sewed back up. <laughs> I hope they sewed it onto his head. I mean, because look, it's not often one gets to say, well, that guy really deserved to get his ass ripped off by that line. This, yeah, this, this is one of those probably times. a once in a lifetime collection of words I got going right there, but I have trouble concocting a less sympathetic, <laughs> involuntary ass removal situation. I mean, if I'm the doctor, I'm at least going to sew it back on upside down or something, make him shit up or whatever. And uh, by the way, here's what the prophet who didn't see this coming had to say afterwards <laughs> quote i thought the lord wanted to use me to show his power over animals is it not we were given dominion over all creatures of the earth end quote so uh apparently no it is not no <laughs> i guess out. uh now that that experiment failed everyone involved stopped being christian but there's still plenty of other christian people out there who's Animal magic keeps working, leading them into a false sense of security. And that's a hazard. Exactly. That's dangerous. And we're all about public safety here, so we put our team of de-assed South African refugees to the task of coming up with our top five (laughs) public service announcements for Christian animal safety. Yes, we did. At number five, the Bible says that Daniel had magical lion taming powers, but it also says, with pride comes the fall. Oh, cherry pick wisely. The more you know. Well, I don't think the Christians would be on board with the whole more you know tagline. But other than that, yeah, exactly. There you go. There you go. That's pretty solid. (laughs) Right. At number four, when you're yelling at grizzly bears in bear language, don't make fun of bald people. It's not funny and they don't like it. The bears or the bald people. What is, what is bear for pill garlic? I have no fucking idea. (laughs) Number three, when you're dealing with snakes, it's better to just pick up the harmless ones. And then drink some poison separately. (laughs) Because you're immune to drinking poison. Right. Always read the whole passage. (laughs) 
idiots. Yeah, exactly. So if you haven't snorted a line of Iocane powder, it's because you don't really love Jesus <laughs> or because Jesus doesn't really love you. At number two, when you're trying to trap a wild monkey so you can disprove evolution to your friend, always wear a helmet. It's safer that way. The more you know. Well, and you know what? If you're trying to disprove evolution, you should probably already be wearing a helmet regardless of the monkey. <laughs> you should have already had that on. And at number one, if God tells you to form up as Voltron with four wild lions, <laughs> if that happens, God doesn't exist. The more you know. And and if the networks are pressed for time on that one, they can just run the last seven words. I love it. <laughs> I think we've got it. And that's going to do it for episode 33. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Lucinda Illusions. And thanks to all the listeners that liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening. And please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Robert, Casey, Tor, David, Leonard, Thanatopsis, Carter, Stephen, LPD Happy, Travis, Edward, Jonathan, Aaron, Adam, and Al, whose genitals fit just right, like a puzzle piece in a thunderstorm with Goldilocks. Look it up. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our podcast award-winning sister show, The Scathing Atheist, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or directly from scathingatheist.com. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Drafts on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. Sheldon Adelson. <laughs> you know, a, a successful casino. A successful casino. Why is that? A successful casino. <laughs> Fuck! It's like the keyboard. Can can casino. <laughs> <laughs>